Welcome to Epic Moses, the teaching ministry of Chris Morgan. May the light of God illuminate your heart and may the truth make you free as you listen. We have been talking about the subject of consciousness. And in the preceding episodes, we had initially looked at the consciousness of being more than your body. There are some people who believe themselves to be just flesh and blood, nothing more. So they live off their basic instincts, only doing what their body requires at any time. Then we moved on to another level of consciousness, where an individual knows themselves to be more than their body, making their decisions on the basis of intelligence and not just mere instincts. To most people, these two levels of mental activity, which we have dealt with so far, are all that exists. But I can tell you the truth that it's only the beginning. Beyond the intellectual level of mental activity, there is also the spiritual level of mentation which is quite limited when we're living in the body, but infinite when we come out of the body. The physical body actually has a palliative effect on the soul, limiting the soul's activity to levels which are contemporary within the physical dimension. This was a deliberate measure taken as a means to protect the realm from utter destruction. We might not realize it, but this physical planet we live in is a very tiny place which needs to be protected from us who have been temporarily sent into it through this body to gain experience. Imagine if everyone on earth has the power, as Christ said, to move mountains. We will be throwing mountains at each other when we are angry and the earth will not last one week. Humanity is flawed and therefore needs to be restrained. That's why the body has been designed to put a cap on our abilities, not just for the protection of our environments, but for each other's protection also. Now, as limited as it is in the body, the soul does possess some spiritual senses, although varying from person to person. In this episode, we are going to be looking briefly at these activities and trying to make a case for the development of this part of the soul. We had said the soul has three parts, the sensual, the intellectual, and the spiritual components. The first two are quite common, but this last one is not because it is not an absolute necessity when it comes to living as human beings on the earth. These higher activities only have to do with accessing traces of those infinite powers we spoke of earlier, though in finite levels. As we know, humans have spirit, soul, and body, and the soul is the middleman, or the center of a human being, where consciousness happens. So if it doesn't happen in the soul, we cannot be aware of it. 
Now the soul itself has three divisions as we said. Two out of these subdivisions are linked towards the other parts of the human being. This is what I mean. The sentient soul or the sensual mind is linked to the physical body and serves as a channel through which impulses from the body comes into the consciousness. In that same way, the spirit mind is linked to the spirit and also serves as a channel to receive impulses from the spirit into the consciousness. It can be said then that the consciousness resides in the intellectual mind, which is the center of the entire human makeup. Every other part of our makeup serves as a channel that serves this central part. The body picks up physical sensations and transfers the same into the consciousness through the sentient soul. Then the spirit picks up spiritual impulses and sends them down to the consciousness through the spirit mind. Which is why once the central part, which is the intellectual mind, is inactive, the person is just like a shell, like those in a coma. They are alive bodily and their spirit is also there, but they might as well be dead because the part that gives them expression is inactive. Going back to the present topic. The spirit mind serves as the spiritual sense of the mind, bringing into our consciousness things coming from our spirit. Now the question now becomes why anyone needs to have this sense active. This sense really doesn't have anything to do with the average life of a human being. Like we said, it is only connected to your spirit. So all mundane activities are alien to it. Most people live their entire lives without engaging that part of themselves at all. Some people, however, engage it unawares through dreams and what we call intuition. It is that feeling you get when you meet someone and you just feel they are not good, but you don't have any evidence to prove it or that feeling of impending danger you might have when there's nothing threatening around. It is that extra sense of knowing which is not sourced from your physical environment. There are those who are very perceptive in this dimension and there are those who are practically dead in it. Those who are perceptive in this dimension are spiritually responsive, but those who are dead on this level are irresponsive spiritually. Now I know this might be a little confusing for a lot of people, especially Christians who tend to talk a lot about spirit, assuming they are directly related with their spirit on certain occasions. But the truth is that most of those things we hear are actually emanating from our minds still, howbeit a higher part of the mind. This part of your mind is also where what we call the conscience is, though it's a lower part of it and it's connected to the intellectual mind. It picks up patterns of thinking from your consciousness and makes it a law for you. 
it speaks with great authority. This is why a lot of people actually believe it is God talking to them, because it's quite hard to resist its instructions. Its proximity to the Spirit causes that God-like attribute to rub off on it. So in a manner of speaking, it's actually God-like. Man is made in the image of God, and this part of us is more like that inward God's mouthpiece. One might now ask why our spirit cannot speak directly to us. Now the spirit speaks all the time spiritually, but we may not understand because our consciousness is tuned to human language and also because of our level of understanding. This is why though God hates slavery, Moses still gave instructions on how to own a slave in the law and God did not stop him from doing that. All spiritual knowledge cannot enter at once into our consciousness. It will be too much for our human minds to bear. Every level of knowledge must wait until our understanding is ready to receive it as humans. The fact that God allows us to do certain things at a particular time does not mean God likes it, but it means it is not yet time for us to know it. It is also why there are questions which God will not answer for you now, because you are not ready for the answer yet. So this part of the mind we are talking about cascades the information down to a level we can understand as humans. Not that the information has not been there all along in the spirit. It was just simply time for it to make its entry into our consciousness. Now I previously asked why anyone needs this part of the mind at all. To that I will say that sometimes there are problems and issues in life which require solutions beyond what we can obtain from the physical. How many lives have been saved because they got an early warning inside them to leave a location before something terrible happened? There have been countless testimonies of people who escaped death or serious injury because they simply felt they should leave one spot for another or they separated themselves from someone who was going into a disastrous situation which they would have shared in had they remained with them. It is this level of living that we call supernatural living, while the first two are natural. Before I round up this topic, let me address something which might be in the minds of some people. And that thing is the operation of the Holy Spirit in our lives. In light of everything we have just said, one wonders the place the Holy Spirit has in us. Now to explain this, let me talk about the process of spiritual regeneration, which is what we call being born again. This is described in the book of Ezekiel chapter 36 from 26 to 27. And it says, A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you, 
and will cause you to walk in my statutes, and you shall keep my judgments and do them. This scripture talks about something which only got fulfilled in Christ. It is a kind of heart transplant, removing one and inserting another. Only that it's not really talking about a physical blood pump we call the heart, but it's talking about a spiritual transplant, removing the dead spirit and replacing it with the living spirit or the Holy Spirit. Therefore, it is this divine spirit which actually makes you and I Christians. I submit that there can be no true Christian without the Holy Spirit. This also means that the only spirit in us is the Holy Spirit. We don't have two spirits. The old spirit has been taken away and the Holy Spirit inserted. The only other person who accompanies us in life is our guardian angel or angels depending on our divine assignment on earth. So the Holy Spirit is not another person from us, but he is the seed of Christ which connects us as part of his body. As many as are in Christ have put on Christ. The Bible says that we are one spirit with the Lord. That's why Christ said he will speak of me. I know this might seem strange to most people, but it is the truth as has been revealed to me through the scriptures. So regardless who speaks to us from the spirit dimension, those impulses must pass through the spirit mind to enter our consciousness for us to understand it. It's like a modem for those who understand communication equipment. It is therefore important that we develop this part of us by getting involved in spiritually stimulating activities like reading, meditation and prayer. The greatest benefit of things like speaking in tongues is that it helps us concentrate our minds inward, thereby stimulating that part of us and making it vibrant. The supernatural living is definitely a higher way to live. So why not come up onto it and you will never regret it. May this message shine light in the dark places of our lives and bring us onto the higher standard of life which the almighty God desires for us, his children. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening and God bless you. were blessed by these teachings. For inquiry, support, and contributions, kindly send us an email on epignosis721 at gmail.com. You can also send us a message via WhatsApp on 234 We would love to hear from you. God bless you.